0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson, joined, of course, by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello, everybody. We are also joined by a special guest. We've been hyping him up all week, my pastor, Pastor Jonathan Hansen, uh, joining us here in South Dakota. Hey, everybody. So, very cool. We've got uh, the whole gang here. And um, today is a massive topic. We kind of hinted to this on our Wednesday episode. But we are talking about what the heck is going on at the Osprey Revival, in quotes. Um, And there is so, so much there. This thing started... I think like two weeks ago, we're going to talk a little bit more about when it started and all that kind of stuff. And it's just been taking some interesting turns and it's been an interesting uh, thing to, to watch from the outside. And then we've gotten a few people who've like gone in undercover No, I'm just kidding. They just sat in on some of the services (laughs) and, reported on it and so there's articles about that. We have all sorts of stuff in the description. So if this is the first time you're hearing about it, um, congratulations, you live under a rock. But also not kidding. <laughs> um but but uh we've got resources that you can dig into uh further details on that. So got a lot to talk about. Before we get into all of that though. We have to talk about our verse of the week, as always. Our verse this week is Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. And again, if you've ever gotten an email from us, this is a very familiar passage, or you've ever listened to the end of this, of our show. We say this at the end of pretty much every single episode. We based what we outro the episodes uh with uh on this verse. So Colossians 3:17 says, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So <clears throat> this passage, hopefully by this point we've talked about this all week. Um this is kind of what our show is based around, right? This is this is the the principle that drives our show is that in everything we do, we do it in the name of Jesus, we also do it to the glory of God. So everything that we're doing, we make sure that it's coming from a biblical worldview. And so that's how we dissent. Um, that's kind of an aspect that we've talked about a little bit before on the show, but we don't dissent with our own opinions. We don't dissent with, well, I think we don't do that. We, uh, we dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. And in the process of asserting that biblical worldview, by reasserting scripture, we will inevitably end up dissenting against large portions of what the world calls true and good and beautiful, which is actually none of those things. So let's talk today. We're going to be talking today about this Osbury revival. And we're going to be talking about What's actually going on there? Is this actually being approached from a biblical perspective? Is this actually a revival? We've also got an example of something that could other could also be termed as revival because it has very clear positive uh um uh, physical things that are happening um a story we'd like to share with you a little bit later in the episode. but to kick things off um I'm gonna introduce this a little bit, and guys feel free to hop in and add some additional details because I know there's a lot more to this that I'm not, that I'll forget. Um, but <clears throat> the essence of this is that I think it started on like February 8th, um, in this college. Now, w- one interesting thing that I found out, So this is a private Christian college, uh, Osprey, um, private Christian <laughs> college. And
1: sorry. every, sorry, every single time you say, uh, Asbury, you say it differently. Like you say yeah, Osbury, ask, is
0: Osbury Asbury, then... Asbury, or Ousbury? Oh, it might be. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I have it written as Osbury, but is there no U? I would say it's
1: there Asbury, a, right? Okay.
2: I'm pretty sure that's okay. a U. I don't know. I've I thought I, I thought I written this as pronounced well. in 15 different ways by 35 different people. Yeah. So that's funny. I,
0: I saw AU and I was like, oh, that says aw. You know, it's Osbury. I don't know. <laughs> Osbury sounds more austere. So, an auspicious. Notice what I did there. Um, so, <laughs> it's like the whole GIF thing. It's like you know, it, it's it's a gift. Um,
2: Asbury, it's a,
1: it's a <laughs> I, I'm looking at the spelling of it, and it seems to be A S B. Oh, there's no U. Oh, that's hilarious. Y. Yeah. Well, Asbury,
0: the title of this episode won't have a U because I'll have fixed it after fixing my notes <laughs> 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 I thought for some reason my notes i have a u whatever um so what's funny is there is a theological seminary that split in 1940 off of this same university um and they're right across the street from this university and they turned it into a th- theological seminary so i've seen this happen a lot across the country where Schools that initially universities that started out as as a theological seminary started out being very theology heavy have now kind of morphed into their own amalgam sort of conglomeration of things um, and are no longer super specific in terms of theology. And it pushes the theology out. So that was an interesting observation that it ended up these people ended up having to say, all right, well, we're done here. We're going to start across the street the theology division over again, you know, (laughs) kind of reboot this thing. Uh, So that was interesting happened in the 1940s. But that's neither here nor there. Um, So there was a service that was held uh, in the chapel on this campus. And uh, on February 8th. And I think what happened was the service ended officially, but the people were just like, hey, let's just keep going. And so they didn't end it. The kids kept on worshiping. And then they had other people come up and speak and they sang yeah, from hymns, from sang my, songs. From my
2: understanding, it uh, from what I was reading on it, it was uh, very much student-led. After the service, there were several students that decided, hey, we don't have class. We don't have anything going on. Let's stay. Let's <clears throat> play some hymns. Let's pray. And it just kind of snowballed people coming in and joining. Hey, we want to pray. Hey, we want to sing. And yep. then from there, it grew. And as these things go, as they kind of snowball and grow, things get more confusing from there. And you end up getting mixed reports yes. from that. But that's that yes. seems to be the consistent thing I've heard is this started not so much as a, as a specific service, but like post-service. Hey, let's hang out. Let's play some yep. hymns. Let's pray. So, yeah, that seems to be kind yeah. of the kick the kickoff point of this. Yes. And it was like two right. weeks ago now. And people are still praying and singing. and.
0: Yeah, it's like the longest recorded, you know, revival type sermon thing um, in a certain area or in, yeah, in, in, in or a, in a like long that.
2: time. Not not certainly not in American yeah. history, but certainly in, in a, a while. Mm. Also, I'm mm. I'm attempting to channel my inner Doug Wilson here a little bit. <laughs>
0: we'll <laughs> go, go Spurgeon.
2: I'll, I'll keep it a, a good Baptist guy like me. And uh, nice. we'll, we'll keep it. I'm channeling my inner Spurgeon. I've got the beard and
1: we'll keep it there. <laughs> nice. So That's funny. Something something funny that I want to bring up. Uh however, it is so I know Bruce and Pastor Hansen here want want to take this and go in a nicer light with Asbury and what's going on, but I am taking sort of the other light and saying I don't like what's going on in Asbury in a sense. However, I do understand Bruce and Pastor Hansen's points. Uh, so I'm not completely against them. But something that I would like to bring up uh, is a Babylon Bee post yeah. On on the Asbury Revival with
2: Yeah. No, I'm it's sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I just that was I was not expecting you to go Babylon B with that where you're like Bru- Bruce and Pastor Hansen are gonna try and be gracious and kind on this and I'm gonna go hard hitting on this. The Babylon yeah.
0: B. <laughs> Babylon B. As yeah. all hard hitting
2: yeah. journalists do. Let's let's yeah. let's always not not to be. Not to be I- is great. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: But you know my, even though this is funny, it's for me, it's kind of like a true point, uh, and in a sense that it's like this, it could be, uh, but the, the post says Asbury University revival started night before a huge group project was due, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so that's like one of the things is yes, it's student led, so uh-huh. guys, if we hey, stay and say, pray,
2: we yeah. don't right. have to do our they homework that's yeah uh, Yeah. well and that's kind of they broke the code that's how you get away with things at a christian university that's kind of what's happening
0: they've like put (laughs) the courses on pause they're like holding off on a lot of those things until this has wrapped up so that they can pick it up again um it's kind of messed with a lot of the class scheduling and all that kind of stuff um so that's like one of the theories it's like um what if some really intelligent kids just Mm -hmm. decided (laughs) yeah
1: so, you know, for my for my argument it's a little bit of like how much of this well, is a wanting and, and this is an actual revival other than just uh just you know us trying to get out of doing classes. I know that's <clears throat> a small moot point in a sense. See I, uh, it's I not would uh, going to be what
2: I would go um I want to be gracious where where we can and I wanna be pointed where we where we have to, right? Um mm-hmm. I think just two weeks of this, I think, has revealed a lot of concern and a lot of hope um, in in kind of really side by side in a lot of this. And and I guess starting with my concerns, uh, I realize uh, I've been on the show several times. I I feel like a regular, uh, but for people who don't know me, <laughs>
0: um,
2: anytime, anytime. <laughs> for, for people who don't know me, I, I grew up. Uh, heavy in the charismatic movement. I grew up uh, going to an assembly of God church. And so really when I hear the word revival, it's like fingernails down a chalkboard for me. I'm like, anytime like the first, when I hear revival, it's instantaneously. I go now nope, got to be fake. It's got to be one of the things I grew up doing where you've mm-hmm. got a special speaker come in, trying, I'm going to teach you how to prophesy and pray in tongues. And you know, all of these different things. And yeah, I want to say, so from the get go, I've had numerous concerns and those concerns have been aggravated in some ways by some of the reports uh, coming out and just some of the people that you see going. We see a lot of people within the prosperity gospel going out there. We see a lot of people from the more hyper charismatic side of things, um, the people we would be the people we would be hesitant to refer to his brothers and like not just like oh you know hey we accept charismatic like hey i will gather around the table with charismatics who affirm you know the apostles creed and you know all of those things but kind of more on that hyper side and we see a lot of those people going out and and i think we're beginning to see even more of that i was reading just yesterday of how oh it's broken out of the four walls of the school and now it's it's uh There are people praying in the in the public park and the person who is sharing this is is someone who I would consider a raging heretic, you know, and and so very concerned on some of this. But being Mm -hmm. gracious where I can, I will say they can't control who comes. Right. Like you can't control like uh, our church is hosting a prayer and worship night this next Sunday night. I can't control who comes in the door. Mm -hmm. I can't control who shows up. And so I want to be gracious because if there's one thing I learned being in that charismatic movement is wolves are hungry for sheep. And so let's say, let's be gracious and say, Hey, you know what? There's a lot of good that, you know, potentially from some of these reports, it looks like there's some serious good going on and some serious confession of sin and repentance of sin. I would expect nothing more than the wolves to come in and try and devour those sheep. So it's kind of, I see the, I see concern. I see, I I see danger. I also see some good. And so I, I don't want
0: to shoot
2: from the hip on that. Well,
0: One thing that I really liked, you said during the pre-show, we were kind of prepping. And one thing you said is that we should pray that this is what, uh, that this is actual revival. We should pray for this to be an actual revival revival Mm -hmm. um and we should want it to be that which i thought was a really good perspective Mm -hmm. to have um while at the same time recognizing the faults and recognizing the the issues with that um before we move into there's an account that i'd love for jake to share um a story that he has do you want to i know you mentioned something about you wanted to bring up something with jonathan edwards um and kind of defining a revival. So before we get into that account, did you want to bring that up? Or yeah, absolutely. A little later?
2: Um, so, First and foremost, like I said, the word revival is like fingernails down a chalkboard for me. So I I was trying to do some reading. Hey, what is a revival? Well, if you really think about the word revival, um, it is a reviving of something. It is bringing a a passion back for something. It's bringing something back to life. It's it's literally reviving something. You know, if someone's heart stops and you revive them, it's restarting their heart, right? And so I just want to say, even though that word, just because of some of my upbringing, uh, it puts me in a bad light. It's not a bad word. Like we should hunger for revival. Um, We should hunger for, we should hunger for a passion for God's word. And especially since, I mean, we're good reformed guys, right? Your guys' show is the reformed dissenters. Mm -hmm. We come from a reformation, a revival movement, right? And so we should desire that. And, And looking back in history, one of the most prominent examples that we have from history of a true revival, something we see the fruit of and we go, this was a work of God. We can see definitively it was a work of God. And that's the first great awakening. And so we look back at some of the people, Jonathan Edwards, George Whitefield, some of these guys who were prominent in the great awakening, they dealt with a lot of negative as well. And so Edwards wanted to make clear in a lot of his writing that just because there is an apparent work of the Spirit and people are getting worked up. Basically, just because there's an emotional passion for God, it does not mean it's true. And just because there is a false emotional ism does not mean it's false. And so in his writing in 1741, he published what he called the distinguishing marks of a work of the Spirit of God. Uh, And I would recommend that for people who Hey, how, how do we qualify these things? I'd recommend that, but really it's 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 based on 1 John 4. But he laid out these five points of how to tell what a true work of God is. Uh, and the first point is Jesus is exalted in the revival. Right? So so primarily, first and foremost, the Jesus of the Bible, the true Jesus, is lifted up and exalted. Secondly. Uh, He said the Holy Spirit acts against the influence of Satan's kingdom by preaching sin and repentance. So basically, Satan's kingdom is under attack. The kingdom of God is growing through repentance of sin and through the preaching of sin. Right, And so he, he had several points on that, but basically it just comes down to the gospels being presented. Christians are repenting of existing sin in their life and lost are being saved. That's, that's, that's the second mark. Third mark is the Bible is exalted and held in high regard. So that doesn't mean that there's not high emotions. It just means the Bible is governing everything. Fourth, yep. Fourth, sound doctrine is taught and promoted. And then he qualified this by saying the spirit of understanding and truth. So the Holy Spirit is opposing the spirit of falsehood. And then fifth, love for God and love for fellow man is encouraged. And those are really the five distinguishing marks that he noticed after dealing with a lot of hyper emotionalism that kind of sparked through a genuine work of God. You got the genuine work of God, and then you've got this kind of counterfeit move that's kind of working in tandem together in the Great Awakening. And so he gave those five things. And the thing that stands out to me about that is those things take time to really see and there has to be there has to be a dividing line and and that can take some time because I'm neither a prophet nor a son of a prophet but how these things tend to go is they tend to be mixed there tends to be God truly working in the hearts of people and and true Christians repenting and confessing their sin and pouring their hearts out to God and then there's this The wolves come in and are trying to devour the sheep and it tends to get co-opted and pulled off into these kind of false tangents. And so I would expect what we're going to see is years down the line, we're going to see Christians who got saved in this move or who really... God set their hearts on fire for him in this move, and they're going to be continuing in the faith. They're going to be continuing in holiness and righteousness. But then we're going to see this other side of things where there's a lot of falsehood and a lot of hurt. And so to me, I just see that and I go, okay, this is going to take some time. And I think that's why for me, uh, my heart in all of this is to pray, okay, God, keep the wolves from devouring your sheep you know let let this be a true work of god you know and and may the work of the spirit outshine what the enemy is trying to do with it as well that that's that's kind of my prayer and and what i noticed from reading through edwards on this
1: yeah i i think i think in anything like this when you're when you're thinking about our current government we always ask that even though it's biden we know nothing good is going to come we we still pray that something would uh and i i think you know in anything we should be praying for that and if you know i if there are people who aren't doing that then for sure they, they definitely should um i'm just kind of my claim is that it's it feels like very emotionalism in a sense um and my question would be in those things that you're that those qualifying principles for a for an actual revival are we actually seeing that um Mm -hmm. is that actually happening are are we are we seeing those those marks in this asbury revival um
0: to which we'd have to say mm -hmm. it's mixed Mm -hmm. it's very mixed and and more recently it's leaning in the direction of not that it's leaning in the direction of oh this is being co-opted by yeah. some not great ideologies and, and groups. At the at but, the very
2: um, least, at... I would say it certainly seems like the people mm-hmm. who are, what's being broadcast? Because that's that's one thing I'm noticing in a lot of this. A lot of the articles I'm reading, it seems to be mixed. Um, like a few days ago, yeah. there was a tweet that was getting passed around kind of the reformed Twitter and some big names were really sharing it. Um, and it was just a, a single tweet of someone tweeting, hey, they're, you know, LGBTQ plus people are up there leading worship and it was getting passed around and it's like, Oh, well this can't be real. Clearly this can't be real. Well, lo and behold, the next couple days, it's like, Oh, actually that wasn't true. That was just someone who said that. And so at least mm-hmm. what's making a lot of the headlines is concerning, <clears throat> but yeah, I think that's where it's like, man, this is going to take some time to really wade through a lot of this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, so
1: do you want me to take that other thing yeah, that's going on? Yeah, so okay.
0: just, to, just to introduce it, we have about nine minutes left. Um, Ooh, what's interesting bad. is that... I know it did. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Um, so this is this is something that's very, very spiritual, hard to figure out what the physical implications of this will be, what the theological implications of this will be long-term and where this is going to go. But what's... Fascinating, something our research team found, and actually Steve Dace brought this up on his show last week as well. There's an article with this that'll be in the description below. Is that an event occurred last week in Idaho um, that is very physical, uh, also very spiritual, but it's it's very clearly the outpouring of people who understand what the Word of God says, at least about the LGBTQ issue. Um, so I'd love for Jake to kind of introduce that story and then we can discuss that a little bit because it's it's kind of the flip side of, well, we'll have to see where this goes. To me, the story Jacob's about to say is kind of the result of, oh, sweet, that church, the churches in that area that got together and did this, had a revival in their churches, which led them to do this. But we might disagree and have different opinions on that. But go ahead and feel free to share, Jake.
1: Yeah. Um, so... I'm not going to go into every detail on this because I think what I want to try and do is say, go into our description, read the article, then come back to this. Yeah. and Then you'll understand what we're talking about. So uh, if, seven you, minutes. if you, if yeah, if, you, yeah, hey, if they you can you hit the pause it. button.
2: They've got, all the, the yeah. Yeah. got, they've got yes. all the time in the world. We've got seven minutes. They've got all the time in the world. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. Um, so I'm not going to go into really what happened. Right. I might mention a few things in explaining my points. Yeah. yeah. But, um, it's a great
0: story really is.
1: Yeah. It very, very invigorating and very inspiring in a yeah. sense. And to which that leads me to my point is that this, I would say in, and, in and of itself is a revival in a sense, because. Yeah. Because it is invigorating, it is causing change, and and by the defin- uh, definition of a revival, it is a reviving. What do you do in a reviving? You're changing someone from being dead to alive. Like right? it is a change that's happening there. So in a revival, you do find change. So what's the story? So tell me this- the story, Jake. Oh, oh, well, okay. We need the story, maybe. if
0: we if we're gonna react to it.
1: <laughs> well, again, like I said, I I'm I'm not. Trying. Okay, well, to do I can that, give you. it.
0: I can give the story then. In a there's a public library in Idaho, in this town in Idaho, where they were going to put on this local drag show, which I didn't even know that like drag shows in libraries was a thing before like last year, and now it's like literally everywhere across the U.S., mm-hmm. which is just freakazoid creepy. Yep. Um, and yet it's a thing everywhere which is horrifying so anyways this group of churches in this little town group of churches across several denominations they even had some mormons join them decided they were going to protest this and what they did to protest this is fascinating they went into this library and a uh, half an hour before the show even started filled up every single chair in this room in the library where this ridiculous disgusting show was about to occur put in every seat a bible believing christian with their bibles and just sat there and read their bibles and prayed so that when the show started every single seat was full of a bible believe with a bible believing christian so when parents horrible parents brought their children Some of these parents brought like four or five of their kids with them to these shows, which is fascinating that they had that many kids. That, to me, is kind of mind blowing. Brought them in. They had to stand in the back with the kids. And then the really cool twist is that one of the pastors, the guy who kind of organized the whole thing, stood up and went to the library manager and said, hey, um, according to this fire code, uh, this room (laughs) is over full. And so the library manager had no choice but to go in and remove anybody who was standing <laughs> because legally they weren't allowed to be there. So literally no children were in that room. They were all removed and the only people were there. So the, these mm-hmm. evil people doing this drag show in the front were, were super discouraged, super mad. They still kept going with the show hilariously, but there was no applause there was nothing. There was no response. They were just praying and reading their Bibles in the chair, who's paying no attention to them whatsoever. So of course, then they got really mad and they started. You know, yeah, they wrote. Uh, they were interviewed, um, and some of the articles are below where they were interviewed, and they're just calling them names. And it's like, well, all right, if you're resorting to name calling, we we did
2: our job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, so one thing I would that was point really... out in uh, in similarity between the two, you said uh, it was it was various churches, including uh, uh, some Mormons, were there as well. Yep. Um, yep. One Latter-day thing, Day Saints. Yep. One thing that we have to be careful of is uh, Mormons are not Bible-believing Christians,
0: right? Yep. They're yep. they're co-belligerents on some of these yep.
2: things, right? Like. Um yep yep in dealing with uh, the abortion issue um I fought side by side with some Jehovah's Witnesses with some Mormons they're not Christians they're not brothers in the faith and so one similarity I'd like to kind of point out between Asbury and um the library story <clears throat> is that's a really good result in that library right Mhm It would be, I think we can see clearly in that one, it would be very foolish to say God wasn't working there because there were Mormons present. Right? Right. That would be very foolish of us to say. And in in the same way, I want to extend some graciousness and say, I believe the Spirit of God can be working to save the lost, to sanctify the saints in Asbury, even though a lot of the people I see going there are not brothers and sisters in the faith. Like I wanna be very clear, the false prophets, the uh, prosperity preachers that are hyping this, they're going to, they are not brothers in the faith. They are wolves in sheep's clothing going to prey on these people, especially these young kids. And Mm -hmm. it makes me angry. When I see articles about how, hey, Stephen Furtick might be going there to speak, it makes me legitimately angry because Stephen Furtick is not a brother in the faith. He is a modalist. He is a heretic, according to traditional Orthodox Christianity. He's not a Christian. And it makes me angry that this man would go and pray on these people. And I'm not sure if that's actually true, if he's going or not. But again, that's one of the big article announcements was, oh, Stephen Furtick's going there. That makes me angry, but I want to say, okay, I still pray that God would accomplish something real, just like he accomplished in that library, right? God can draw a straight line with a crooked stick. And my hope and my prayer is that he is drawing a straight line. I hope time will tell. I I pray that time will tell that this was a true work of God to grow his kingdom here on earth, because that's what we're fighting for. We're fighting for mm-hmm. yeah, people, yeah. as Colossians says in Colossians 1, you know, Christ brought us from the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of Satan into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of his beloved son. And, and, and that's our prayer. And so what I hope to see in the coming days, what I pray and I hope to see is these good, solid churches in the area, in that Asbury, uh, Asbury area will begin to pull some of these kids in and go, okay, You're saying God worked on your heart. You repented of this sin. You were praying, and God flattened you, just knocked the the wind out of you here and just flattened this rebellious spirit into you. Come, let us disciple you. You know, Mm. I hope and I pray we see, you know, the reformed response. I hope the reformed response is not just to go look at this person here. There were Mormons at the library. God can't use that. My hope and prayer is to say, there's some. Bad stuff, but you know what? Hey guys, let's disciple you. Let's like, like Edward said, you know, one of those, one of those signs of a true revival is uh, the spirit of truth opposes the spirit of falsehood. Well, I I pray that scene there. I pray those churches will say, Hey, the spirit of God will uphold his word and will illuminate the truth so let's pull you yep. in and disciple you. So that's, I, I guess, in a nutshell, yep. that's my prayer. Is things like that library event in Idaho, and and, and God pouring out his, his the Spirit of Truth to illuminate the Word of God. I pray that would sweep across our nation, guys. Our nation is completely pagan. We need it. We, we need <laughs> yeah, God to move absolutely right. And and yeah. and I pray yeah. that there are true moves of God that fight and oppose yep. the spirit of falsehood that I, I guess that in a nutshell that's my prayer i hope that's yeah. what we see i don't know if that's what we're gonna see but man i hope so
0: yep absolutely mm-hmm. and with that we are out of time jake any last words or thoughts i didn't mean to steal it from you there a couple of minutes ago all right well i did mean <laughs> to steal it from you i'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> totally intentional I'm on kidding. his part
1: <laughs> i think um obviously i'm not saying that you know I, w- I would love to see goodness come out of what's going on in Asbury. Um, obviously, yes, there will be people in there that are wrong and bad, um, but I'm not. I'm not saying that it's completely wrong and completely bad. If there are things that come out of it that are good, then then we should try and you know take that and work with that. Um, but I think what I want to point out is that. I think we should really be focusing on what happened in this library and focus on that more so and say that this is something great that's happening. This needs to happen more. The, what's going on in the library needs to, to happen more than what's going on in Asbury. That, and that's, and that's kind of my claim is that what's going on in Asbury is, is more in, there are, more chances for things wrong to happen. Whereas this here is good. This this here is causing things to grow, causing things to change, causing things to move forward. It's also causing people, and if you see the responses to what, what this is happening in, in this library incident, is that people are becoming invigorated and saying, hey, we need to go out and do more stuff like this. It's causing sure. people to go out and <clears throat> do more.
0: But just like how you can't have true just laws that are long lasting that are real without a population that is self-controlled by the holy spirit you also can't have more things like the library thing happening without a true revival like what's happening in osbury on a real level um Mm -hmm. maybe the osbury uh uh revival isn't real entirely but mm. we should pray for more of those that are real so that they can result in what happened at the library so that they can result in christians who know their bible so that mm. they can result in people who fight those fights so that we don't even need to pull in the 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 um uh, mormon crowd we don't need to because we have so many true bible believing christians mm. across the u.s that they outnumber the mormons <clears throat> they outnumber the cults
2: well and i think i think if the spirit of god is working in the people of God like like one of the long-term fruit that we'll see of the Christians who are pouring out their heart and are confessing the sin in their lives and repenting of the sin in their lives uh, in the 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 work that's going on there in Asbury one of the long-term fruit will be more things like the library because Christians who are free before God who their sin has been paid for, has been covered. They are guiltless. They're blameless before God. They will have a passion. And then when the drag show shows up at their local library, they're going to go, mm, mm-mm, nope, we're going to go fill up mm, every yeah. seat. That That is one of the most <laughs> yeah. clever things. I love that. That's Hey, this fire code won't let them be there. Get the kids out yeah, of yeah, here. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's yeah. so great. Yeah, and yep. so I think one yeah, of the long-term yeah. fruit because – you know, just like Edwards cautioned in the the Great Awakening, the the presence of emotion does not make it false. And, you know, uh, know, it doesn't make it true, or it doesn't make it 100% true. Exactly. And so he, uh, I encourage, I encourage people read some of his diary, read some of his accounts of what happened there. Or if you want something a little bit more digestible, pick up a copy of John MacArthur's book, Strange Fire. Um, That, is yeah, sorry, phenomenal. you're you're not allowed
0: to recommend John Macarthur on this show. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, and, uh, too late. I, I already did. Uh, 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 Strange Fire <laughs> is uh, is a phenomenal book on on discerning true works of the Spirit and false works of the spirit. And he walks through a lot of the supposed awakenings and and details the good and the bad, even of some of the some of the bad that happened in the Great Awakening that Edwards had to deal with. And it's very digestible. Towards the end of the book, he's got an entire section on Edwards uh, dealing with people screaming out in the middle of his service and collapsing, mm. you know, and, and how he dealt with that. And so I think that would be a, yeah. a good a good read, read the, the last bit of that. But uh, I think that will be awesome. one of the fruit of a true work yeah. of God and the spirit of his people will be more things like the library. And so I think in yep. the long run, I pray that's what we see happening in Asbury and the surrounding area is no yeah. more drag shows. We're done. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Awesome. And with that, we are six minutes over. So thank you all so, so, so much for... Yeah, we did it! Ooh, <laughs> mission accomplished. Uh, thank you in the audience so much for watching or listening. TRDShow.net is our show website. Send us an email, TRDShow at ProtonMail.com. Again, thank you so much for watching or listening to us today. Have a wonderful weekend. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. And we will see you all on Monday. And of course, remember everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto
2: the Lord even smoking a cigar to the glory of God. Yes.